Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Rock and roll, my friend. Doing great. Thank you for asking. Uh, excited about today's conversation. We are rapidly approaching 100 episodes of the Fasting for Life podcast. It's just incredible. I had, I, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know we'd end up here. I knew we were going to do something cool. But now that we're reaching this milestone, it's really cool to look back and uh, kind of see where it started and where we're t- where, and where we're taking this thing, which is going to be part of the conversation uh, that we're going to have today. Yeah. Um, we also have a couple of announcements um, in terms of the next challenge, which is the last challenge on the calendar or the schedule for 2021. We're going to frame that out for you a little bit um, as we've started to get a lot more questions in between challenges now that we've got into a good Mm -hmm. rhythm of hosting seven or eight of these every single year. Yeah. And we're working on a new uh, opportunity to kind of hop on board in between the challenges because we're at about the midway point between the last one and this one, and we're laying out Mm -hmm. the calendar for next year. And so we really want to make sure that we... um, communicate well what our intention is for this one, why we feel it's the most important challenge of the year. And then we're also going to talk about the five or six things that you can do um, after a fast to minimize or uh, to remove the weight gain that can happen, especially when you're doing, uh, you know, longer fasts up in the 30, 40, you know, two day, three day range. So we're going to break that down for you as well. And hopefully it will fit into this nice little compartmentalized package of where we started, you know, with the challenges and the results to coming up with the support and the continuity membership in between, and then wrapping it up with what it is that we see during the challenge, and then what we can do after your fasts to make sure that you're not having that yo-yo regain type. Um, Mm -hmm. situation take place. So Tommy, I'm going to drop this in your lap and let you go here as a starting point for this conversation and kind Mm -hmm. of unpacking the next challenge that's coming up on November 17th. And this is strategically designed to be the week before Thanksgiving. Some of you might be thinking, why would you do that? Or that seems difficult. Yeah, <laughs> for my that, brain to digest. Uh, right. What? Hold on. What? Well, I can get. I in in doing this challenges for ten years. The biggest, most successful challenges that we ever did in the clinics, in corporate wellness programs, and local churches and businesses was the challenge leading up to the holidays. It's coming. Halloween already passed, and Thanksgiving is right around the corner. So, it's now or never. 
And here's where we're going to start today's conversation about unpacking this a little bit more and doing a better job of explaining the ins and outs of what we do during the seven-day ramp-up. You can go to the show notes, click on the link for more information. If you have questions, please reach out to us at info at thefastingforlife.com. All right, Tommy, the reasons why people are hesitant, especially this time of year, is starts with this term and this concept that you kind of formulated as we were prepping for the 100th episode, the final challenge of the calendar year, et cetera. And it starts with the phrase, knowledge gaps. <laughs> Go. Yeah, a, a, a knowledge gap is something that usually when we're in the middle of one, we don't even recognize that we're, we're face-to-face with one. It, it's where we're missing some small key piece of information that can help bridge the gap between where we are now and where we're looking to go. And this was like, I was face-to-face with a knowledge gap for two decades where I, I had not tried intermittent fasting. And when I started to bridge the gap, when the pieces start to, started to be you know, laid out in front of me in a logical way that started answering all these old questions, and then I could, it's like I could feel the fog lifting. And then I became you know, more and more um, willing to try some new things and to push my boundaries. And I started to see new results. And, and that's kind of where the, the whole idea of, of a challenge kind of came from. And why we had been doing you know, the podcast for just a couple of months. And we said, okay, how do, how do we help people get some more results? Let's, let's put this thing together in, in a room. Let's all get together in a room and start having uh, the, a conversation on the same page with, with tools and with some direction. And let's, let's really put some energy into this to get the ball rolling. Because like for me personally, it took months to kind of get that ball rolling. I mean, it was like a, it was a slow moving, like, um, you know, monolithic kind of thing. And then, you know, when you, when you jumped in, um, when, you know, when we started talking about this and started, you know, working on your results, like you got to accelerate much, much more quickly than I did. And we get to take that, condense it down and really fire that into each one of our, our challenges. So, you know, one of the biggest pieces of, of negative feedback that we get is the word challenge. Like, like I had to, I had to come to grips with, with the fact that uh, I'm okay to challenge myself, you know, is, is one of the big feedback, you know, survey responses that we get. Yeah. I'm challenged enough to survive the holiday season. Yeah. Like I don't need another challenge, right? Like <laughs> you started your journey after the holidays and I'm putting yes. words in your mouth here, but I've heard your story that it was out of frustration where you're finally like, no, this is the answer. I think the, the uh, Dr. Fung's book just randomly showed up as a recommendation in yep. your audible account or whatever it was. And you're like, yep. Ah, okay. Maybe this is the sign I was looking for. Right. For me, pretty much after yeah. <laughs> you helped accelerate my results, right. Going into that first holiday season. And we've done an episode on this in the past. Um, and I think it was kind of our year in review conversation or sometime, you know, somewhere around there uh, mm-hmm. after the first year mark, after starting the podcast and the challenges was that the holidays looked a lot different for me that year. And it wasn't a challenge. It was a level of enjoyment that I hadn't experienced in a long time. So the fact that the first knowledge gap is really in the, what do what can I expect or what are real life expectations of what the seven days look like? And then how is that going to help me or the person listening 
or the person that has done a challenge and then hasn't been a part of continuity membership, or they got great results, but have given it back because the old habits have crept back in, or, you know, they're just on planning mode and overwhelm mode, uh, you know, for, for the holiday season. And it's that, you know, the first knowledge gap again is, is okay. Well, what does it look like? So for the challenge, it's really set up to give you, like you alluded to, Tommy, those wins and, and the level of confidence in seven days that you have the clarity, the understanding, and the filling of those gaps like that you and I experienced for decades mm-hmm. and a lot of the listeners have, ex- have experienced in their weight loss and health journeys. Yeah, There's so much misinformation and conflicting information and all of those things out there. But at, in this seven days, we take you through a live training every single day with a question and answer period in our private Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And it is designed with a ramp up schedule. So we ramp up the hours of fasting each day. And we have our, and we're going to talk about a couple of, when we talk about the five or six ways to minimize weight regain after a fast, you know, there's, there's physiological things you can do, you know, in terms of hydration and sodium, and there's uh, concerns or um, explanation on sleep science and stress. And, you know, uh, some of the symptoms that we hear air quotes, I know audio medium air quotes, um, symptoms that we hear of why people can't seem to break through the barrier because of the knowledge gaps or the misinformation, like my mm-hmm. doctor's recommendations. Um, you know, if you're a diabetic or a pre-diabetic, you're getting information that is contrary to what it is that we do and what we see and what some of the research says. You get the wishy head feeling, fatigue, hunger. You don't have any support, especially during the holiday season when there's more wow. opportunities to indulge and engage. And then, um, you know, it's too big of a commitment for that time of year. Uh, you know, it's, it's this level of dedication that, you know, I just don't know if I can get to. Well, the seven days is really framed out to give you um, the least amount of resistance to get the wins, feel confident, have a certain level of understanding and certainty that then you can take through anything else on the outside world with a level of uh, I've got this that you've never had before. Yeah, absolutely. And like that's worth its weight in gold because you start to lift the fog, like I mentioned before, and you start to be able to see yourself living into, you know, some goals that you may have pushed aside for years and years and years because it's, they just haven't been, uh, you, you haven't seen a way to actually reach them. You haven't seen those, those steps in the bridge leading from where you are to where you're looking to go. So sometimes you, you forget where the bridge even is. So just, just understanding that there, there is a way to get there and here's, here's the path. Things start to look a lot clearer. That's, that's the point. And, and building in those insulation pieces, the tools and the resources and the Q and A's and the, what about the questions? And then the the support that goes along with being part of the group, even if you're not on Facebook and then you're on the zoom instead. And it's like, it's, it's just a, it's a really cool environment and it's it's powerful the 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 things that get put into motion uh during the challenge it's it's incredible and it's it's honestly what what keeps us coming back and and you know just wanting to do more and make a bigger and bigger impact because we see so many cool things happening during these and and the fear of this turning into one big infomercial for the challenge right Uh, i want to make sure that this is the stuff that we we experience year round and why you know let's just be real like halloween just passed and it, Christmas decorations went up in 
you know, the Lowe's and the Home Depot's and even in Hobby Lobby or is it Hobby Lobby or the home store or whatever, yeah. like in July, like when right. school, like right after the back to school stuff came off the shelves, the Christmas stuff went up. Right. Mm-hmm. So like Halloween was just here. The buckets of candy were here. Yeah. Maybe you made it through. And, but now you've got the next two hurdles. And this is the reality. And the research shows this, that the average holiday weekend is anywhere between four to eight pounds. Mm-hmm. And then you spend the beginning part of the year trying to re-engage and lose that. And as the decades go up, you know, you, you tend to tick up a couple of pounds every year. The blood pressure starts rising. The sleep's getting affected. The, the numbers on the blood work aren't looking great. The doctor's appointments are saying, well, you know, maybe it's time to, you know, exercise and lose some weight, right? We all know that we know those things to be true. And one of the biggest things that we love to see is the insulation that's provided by the group that you had alluded to, Tommy, is I know we're preaching to the choir right now. If you guys are listening to this podcast, if you're new to the podcast, head to the website, thefastingforlife.com. We've got some free resources, a fast start guide, um, you know, some more information about who we are, um, we highlight some podcasts on there. So just if you're new, go there. If you've been listening to us for a while, we're, we're obviously preaching to the choir here, right? Um, but why is this challenge more important now? It's because the insulation that's provided, if you are a fasting lifestyle individual, you've adopted fasting, insulin-friendly lifestyle, um, you've lost some weight, people have noticed, it's, it's difficult to find support and it's getting easier because it's becoming more mainstream, but that Mm. support piece is one of the main things that we hear is the reasons why people can't stick with it because of the external environment, like the family and the spouses and the coworkers and the happy hour invites. And now this time of year, which is why it's so much more important. And I love the timing of this, why we picked this week. It's actually the day after my 40th birthday. My wife's like, you want to do a challenge? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Because the external stuff is getting so much greater now and inside of the walls of the challenge and the group, like you mentioned, Tommy, all of the support, the goals, the resources, but most importantly, it's that encouragement and support piece. Yeah, because if you think about it, like uh, like two sides of a scale and then like one side starts to tip over, um, you get towards the end of the year, things just start weighing down that are pushing back against you and your weight loss goals. Like for me, when I I got started with fasting, it was in January. And at that point, I was up almost 11 pounds between July and January. From still hopping on the uh, old elliptical in the morning, trying to burn off those calories. Oh yeah. Uh, 45 minutes up to maybe an hour and 15 minutes. If I really wanted to like kick it up, you know, if I had some extra time, quote unquote, and, you know, uh, so trying to trying to just kind of burn through that. And I mean, it, time machine, like hindsight's twenty twenty. I wish I could have gone back and just started before that holiday season. I wish I didn't have to get to that ultimate frustration point in order right. to just go, yeah, you know what? It is time to do something different. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. 
And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air, air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors and we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up. But it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. Yeah, that's like, the, I'm going to start my diet on Monday. So I'm really yeah. going to enjoy myself over the weekend. Well, when it comes to oh, fasting, yeah. that's actually going to make you feel worse. So yeah. I kind of want to transition into, um, this was an article that was written by uh, the LMNT people. So the electrolyte, uh, keto-friendly electrolyte powder, those little packets, right? I love them. They're fantastic. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about, you know, should you use this during your fasting window or not? I typically use them um, on my longer fast from time to time, or if on workout days, I'll use it in the morning or, or when I break mm -hmm. my fast and it's in my window. Um, but they're fantastic, super clean. Um, and I really like some of the resources that they put out. And um, the article made me think like, okay, well, the, the things that are that are that we're referencing in here, we're going to pick, you know, the, the top five or six here are key things that we put into the continuity membership in the group and what we talk about on the last few days of the challenge. And these are the things that you can do to make sure that you're going to keep the weight off. Right. Because the average weight loss is about eight pounds in the seven days during the challenge. And this is not a seven day fast. Right. It's anywhere from you know, 18 hours up to 36, 48 hours, depending on your level of, of, of experience with fasting. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest things was, oh, yeah, but I don't want to give that back, right? Okay, well, great. We teach you how not to. And some of these things are, 
you know, not just applicable to post challenge or post longer fast, but you know, you do lose some weight during a fast. And the first thing people will go to is that it's water weight. Right. And they're just fasting accelerates water loss. So you, it lowers insulin and it depletes your glycogen. So insulin then lowers the hormones that act on the kidneys to excrete water more rapidly. So you're going to lose more water. And then the fasting also depletes your glycogen, which is your short-term sugar stores that are stored in your liver and your smooth muscle, right? So it's interesting that, you know, the number one thing or the number two thing that they mentioned in this article is uh, the ingestion of sodium, which is what their product does, right? So I was like, that's clever marketing. Um, But what'll happen is, you know, what, there was a study that was done um, and it looked at the weight gain after fasting windows in obese patients, right? And what it showed was that the patients that were in the sodium control group, the people that took in sodium, right? So this is number one, use mm-hmm. some type of Himalayan salt, sea salt, and LMNT if you want to. Um, like I said, I like to use those periodically. But the people that were in the sodium control group regained much less of the weight, about 39% mm. less in terms of regain than the group that wasn't in the sodium control group. So did you really lose weight during that study? Well, yeah, you lost weight. Majority of it was that water weight or that glycogen, right, which holds on to the water. But mm. by just adding in something simple like two and a half teaspoons of sodium every day or a Himalayan salt, sea salt, you were able to keep that weight off and counteract some of the knowledge gaps that we see, which are the headaches and the fatigue and the hunger just by using the salt. So first thing you can do to minimize weight gain after fasting is stay consistent with your sodium intake. Yeah. And that's, that's one of those key counterintuitive kind of points that can keep you from getting to the next level right there. And, and the, the kind of the strange little feelings and little questions that pop up and you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm getting outside of my comfort zone here. Let me, let me take a step back. And then you kind of, I thought sodium, I thought salt was bad, right? I thought it was going to raise my blood pressure. I thought, you know, I need to cut salt out for my heart health. Mm -hmm. Isn't it going to make me retain water? And right. which is going to lead to more, more pounds on the scale, right? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because we just, we just got to receive a voicemail from someone that had mentioned that they had been fasting since 2016 after hearing a Ted talk. And he was like, it wasn't until I, I downloaded the fast start guide and actually started doing it consistently that I saw my blood pressure drop 20 points nice. in both the top number and the bottom number. So the systolic yeah. and diastolic numbers in about 30 days. He's like, I don't know why I was thinking that I was just hoping that it was going to fingers crossed, like hoping that, you know, fasting intermittently was going to get me the results. So just really cool, you know, to, to fill that knowledge gap. And and the the second point here that goes along with the sodium conversation is the fact that you got to drink more water because there is a diuretic effect or diuresis that takes place. So Mm -hmm. you need to, to, to increase your water intake. We start with 75 to 90 ounces are you going to be drinking that amount of water for the rest of your life? No. If you're a larger individual, you want to be drinking more over a hundred ounces. If you're over 200 pounds, it's just going to really help that weight from coming back because it's really not water weight. You're actually starting to tap into those fat stores. 
Yeah, because when you're when you're putting out that much glycogen and, and that much water that that you need to go through the diuretic process along with the fasting, if you're not bringing in enough water, your body goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, I, I, I don't want to dehydrate here. That would be bad, throws up red flags, and you can actually halt the fat loss process and you can you can right. slow down your fasting results like that. Yep, yep. And then okay, so let's go to the next one. So I want to preface this next one with a statement that we are not anti-carbohydrate people. Okay. True, true, <laughs> My wife true. is, is a, is, has done genetic testing and she, her body loves carbs. She can ingest carbs and lean out. She has zero visceral fat. Mm-hmm. Carbohydrates are not bad. Um, certain types of carbs and overconsumption of anything of any of the macros, protein, fat, or carbs can be, can be harmful. So here's the thing though, carbohydrates do tend to stimulate more insulin right? Would shut down fat burning Mm -hmm. and they can increase inflammation. And the more carbohydrates you ingest, the more water retention or water gain you will have due to the short-term glycogen stores. So if you are looking to keep the weight off after a fast, then you are going to want to limit, not remove or omit, but limit the amount of carbs to make sure that your body can readjust and keep the weight off that you lost. So yeah. coming out of a fast, going right back into, you know, a high carb meal would not be the most ideal situation. Um, mm-hmm. If you're looking to be able to keep that weight off and also, um, you know, making sure that you're keeping the the macro, you know, for the, for the calorie counting macro people out here listening, that you're keeping that plate pretty balanced. Yeah. And the, the more, the more of those processed carbohydrates that come in right after a, a fast, especially a longer fast, and the, the larger those meals are, those are going to lead to more water retention like you talked about, which leads to more volatility in the scale, undoing the past results from the last fast, which is demotivating. And you extend that over time, and all of a sudden, you, you kind of get in this just yo-yo back and forth with the same couple of pounds, don't see new results and lose the motivation to keep going. So preventing that is, is a key part and, and limiting those, those carbohydrates after the fast is, is exactly one, one really good way to do that. Yep. And then, um, we don't in the fasting or insulin friendly lifestyle, you know, when you're, you're adopting this as a lifestyle for me, it was not avoiding my problem foods, but putting them in strategically. So for me, I have foods Mm -hmm. that I know if I consume alcohol on a date night, I'm going to be more likely to make worse food choices. I'm going to be tend to go towards the more savory, you know, for me, it's the, it's the pizza and, and the snacking, right. That's Mm -hmm. that the Mm -hmm. salty savory for me. Yeah. Yeah. The crunchy, salty savory. So I know that's been a pattern for me. I grew up watching it in my family. Like it was after dinner, there was always ice cream and chips and all that kind of stuff. So I know that, Mm you know, insulating myself and having a solid plan coming out of your fast is also important. Planning that meal is what we were just talking about, you know, with kind of putting certain foods in or out, and that's going to be different for everybody. So it's hard to say one way or the other, but, um, you know, having that plan, and and making sure that you're avoiding some of those potential trigger foods in the short term, um, not to say that you can't put them into your plan, you know, week after week, because we do not subscribe to the restrict and omit, you know, yeah. category uh, of, of long-term success. What it looks like for you is going to look, is look, look a little bit, little different for the person sitting next to you. 
uh, or your fasting friend or the social circles that you could potentially run in. And then the last one, Tommy, I want to talk about is protein, which is an absolute game changer when it comes to, um, you know, satiation, fullness, blood sugar regulation and hunger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Protein is, is one of those things where it's, it, it's not that we have to be counting every gram of protein or that we have to be, you know, having protein intake all throughout the day. Like we get that question a lot. Like, is it okay to go 24 hours without eating anything? What about my protein? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. be burning through some, some muscle and things like that. So we, we, we address that, but, but when it comes to protein, it, it has a higher uh, thermic effect. It, it, it raises the body temperature. It, it requires more effort and energy to actually metabolize the protein than the other macronutrients, which is a really cool thing. And it also, the, the more protein we have, the more we feel the need to fill in the, the gaps in our plate with more carbohydrates. So we, we tend to get better, more consistent, more consistent fasting results we have a better um, breakdown overall within our plates. We get more consistency within the scale. It's easier to to keep putting one foot in front of the other to hit long term fat loss goals. It's just it's it's incredible. And when we when we pair up good sources of protein with good healthy vegetables as well, then we get one more you know one more way to you know feel full, have a satisfying meal that's delivering good nutrition to us without just, you know, kind of filling that with, with some of the filler carbohydrates that just tend to be the, the, um, like the, the default if, if I, if I just need more on my plate. Yeah. And I, I love that conversation, especially as we're coming into the holidays, right. Is like, yeah. um, you know, really having an intention behind the decisions you're making is, is key. And I love Mel Robbins. She's such a rock star. She has a new book that just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, the high five habit, I believe it's called, it's on my list. I have it. Um, I just have not started reading it yet because I'm finishing another book first. I'm really trying to be intentional with that. Just like my food choices, right. you know, when breaking a fast, so there's some parallel there. Right. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, she always does the five, four, three, two, one rule where it's like, before you make the decision and before you put that, whatever it is and in, in, into your, in front of you, where you have that opportunity to make a decision, um, just take a few seconds and think about it. Is this moving me towards my goal or away? So, as we wrap up today's episode, um, I really want to be uh, intentional with our you know, conversation today in that we have our last challenge of the year coming up. And just think about, take five seconds, like Mel Robbins five second rule, and think about what the holidays could look like if you could get the momentum going before they hit before they arrive at your doorstep. Halloween's already coming gone. We've got two more opportunities, three if you include New Year's. And we yeah. want to absolutely set you up for success, Tommy, to your experience and your story, to my experience of that first holiday season, not having to worry about wearing the black shirt or having, yeah. you know, the, the, am I going to be, you know, am I, because, you know, being severely insulin resistant, I was always tired after I ate, not knowing that I was right. severely insulin resistant, even if, I was eating a normal sized, not overindulgent meal, right? So just speaking to you, who the person who is thinking, yeah, I think I want to do it, but I'm going to insert X, Y, and Z reason here. We want to encourage you um, that the holidays can look a lot different for you this year. So Tommy, as we wrap up today, um, they can head to the show notes, November 17th. 
is the next seven day fasting ramp up challenge. You can click the link in the show notes for more information. If you're new to the podcast, the time is now. If you're new to our environment, the time is now. You can head over to the website, get more information, download the Fast Start Guide as well. I really want to be encouraging um, that this year can, the end of this year and the start of 2022 can look a lot different. So, yeah, Tommy, as always, thank you for the conversation, sir. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.